Well, all right. How many of you are ready for God's word this morning? Amen. All right. All right. Well, listen, this one has been a long time coming and I've been uh, just uh, kind of marinating on this word and excited to share this with you this morning. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit about the rock, who we are and what God is doing in our midst and what we believe God is what we're seeing God is doing in you. Uh, it is an incredible time to be a part of the rock, and I want to share with you today the reason why I believe our best cease and our best time is yet to come. And before I move forward and talk about our future, I'd like to say praise God for his faithfulness and his goodness towards us throughout the many years, for he has sustained us with his mercy, right? And his power has kept us. But I'm also thankful to God that his goodness and his mercy confirms in us today that he plans to prosper us and that he has hope and a future for the rock. How many are thankful for that today? Amen. I like to say praise God for the way that God has not only saved, but also empowered many people who have become pillars and leaders here at the church. I'm thankful to God for that, but I'm also thankful, amen, that God is raising up people right now that are stepping up, that God's empowering, and we're excited about what God's doing there. In other words, I'm thankful that we have a great heritage. How many of y'all know that we have a great heritage? So excited, so thankful, but I'm so excited and grateful that we have a great future. Amen. There's something happening in the air that lets us know God is moving. I've been a pastor now for about six years here at The Rock. And throughout my time here as a pastor, God has really uh, grown me. The, the church has shepherded me and I've been shepherding the church, right? We've been growing in this together because only Jesus is the head, right? And as we've, been go- as, as we've been growing in this together, there are certain things that the, the leadership, the core that has been here for a while, they knew that there were certain things that we were sensing. Number one, that God was tilling the ground at the rock. Any farmers here? Well, in the first service we had some. Okay. Anybody knows what I mean when I say till the ground? You know, when you till the ground, things, the, the ground doesn't look so great, right? It's not the prettiest process, but it needs to happen if you're going to have good soil. Well, I remember hearing that word, and I was just excited at first. Okay, I know what God's doing. He's tilling the ground. Woo-hoo! Good times. Difficult times. Because when God was tilling the ground, he was changing things in me, changing things in my DNA, spiritually speaking, changing things in the DNA of the rock. And God was ministering and tilling and preparing us to minister in our community. The second thing that we sense is what God was saying often. You can ask Pastor Laura said uh, this. I don't know how many times I felt the Lord say this to me. I'm bringing you to an end of your self-sufficiency. I'm bringing you to the end of a self-sufficiency. In other words, there are a lot of things you think that you know how to do well. Those things have to stop so that I can begin to work. And God was doing that in so many ways that it was so challenging. It, just, it broke us and made us all over again. But praise God that he doesn't, he doesn't stop his work until he's finished. Amen. So in that whole process, we, we, we saw the hand of God. We, see, we saw the mighty work of God through that, but we also felt some travailing, some hard times in prayer and some hard times in worship and some hard times trying to figure out what the Lord was doing, but really the Lord was keeping us and protecting us and preparing us as a potter works with the clay. And we are thankful that he continued his work all the way through. And yet today I stand before you excited because I believe that it's time for a new season. I believe that it is a new season. It's a time to bear fruit a time to evangelize like never before, a a time to connect with our community like never before, but most importantly, a time to connect with our God like never before. And I am 
truly moved by the presence of God to believe this. I'm totally confident of this, and our leadership feels the same way. And you may be asking, why do we feel that way? What brings this confidence today uh, that you're sharing this message with us today? And I want to share with you just a couple things very quickly, why I believe that this is a season for fruit, a season for jubilee, a season for the presence of God at the rock like never before. And it's this, we know who we are. We know who we are. I want to tell you very quickly, as best as I can in a short amount of time, The Rock has been through many transitions, transitions we wish would have happened quicker, transitions from one place to another, transitions from leaders to leaders, from pastor to pastor, many transitions. And throughout that whole process, the Lord revealed to us, you're in the middle of an identity crisis. And at that moment, it wasn't a moment to move forward and try to make things work when we didn't know what was going on. It was a moment to park and pray and say, Lord, lead us, deal with us. What is it that you're doing in us? And after much prayer and many years and much travailing and much conversation and and hearing the Lord, we are totally aware and totally confident that we know that we know who we are. We are real people from all walks of life. Advancing the kingdom of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's who we are. We are real people who come from all walks of life. Advancing the kingdom of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. When I see you, that's what I see. When I see what God's doing in you, that's exactly what makes me happy. I look across this room and I see white people and I get happy. I see black people, I get happy. I see Latinos, I get happy. I get super excited. And I think about our missionaries and I think, man, we are Peruvian, we are Argentinian, we are Laotian, we are South African, we are from Burundi, we are Nigerian. And I get excited because to me, the rock is filled with people from all walks of life advancing the kingdom of God through the power of his spirit. I love that we're real people with real issues, (laughs) right? With a real God who doesn't give up on us. Anybody excited about that? We are real people from all walks of life. Boy, I remember when I came to the Lord, age 16, 1995, I was the kid that you kind of just made fun of when you saw walking because his jeans were so, they were size 36 when I was like a size 24, right? I was just walking like, you know, I was just doing this thing, you know, just trying to keep the pants up, you know, as I walked in a baggy shirt that was like, Double XL when I was really like a medium. I know you find it hard to believe that at one point your pastor was a medium, but stop judging me. <laughs> People make mistakes. All right. So, right. But, uh, but, you know, I remember just coming to the Lord and just being in love with Jesus, but having no one to disciple me except this one guy who came to my house to disciple me. His, he was a, a white kid who went to a Puerto Rican church that spoke nothing but Spanish. And this kid didn't know anything about Spanish, but he felt that was his church. And he was there at my house to disciple this Dominican kid, right? He was stuck in the 80s with a cut-off shirt before they were popular. With cut-off jean shorts that ruffled out and the only curly mullet. It was like, you know, business up front, party in the back. And he knocked at my door and he was like, come on, brother, just came to hang out with you, man, to to just share Jesus with you. And I was like, anybody see you come to my house? Can you wear jeans next time? (laughs) Right? 
But he came and he discipled me. And I'm going to tell you, I'm eternally grateful for Tim Gettle because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be the man that I am. And there God began to birth the heart in me for people. Multicultural reality. The kingdom of God has people from everywhere. Everywhere. And my heart gets excited when I see that the rock is filled with real people from all walks of life. I was hearing a friend of mine said to me at Southeastern University, when I was in Europe, there would be gatherings of Christians that would get together. They they didn't plan for it, but they just show up at one place and we knew that we were believers and we would begin to pray and seek the Lord. And it was amazing. Sometimes we were in circles where people didn't even understand each other's language. There was a time I was in a circle where nobody spoke the same language, but we prayed and we wept because the presence of God was there. Wow, can you imagine heaven? I want that to be the reality at the rock. I want to experience the glory of God here on earth at the rock. We are real people from all walks of life. But praise God, it's not about our agenda. It's about the agenda of God. We're real people from all walks of life, meaning that God's found us right where we're at. And now we are being unified by the person of the Holy Spirit that binds us together. And now our unity is greater than any differences. And now our unity in Christ teaches us to celebrate our differences. What an awesome God. What a glorious God. Praise God that we're not only united under our cause, but under the cause of the Holy Spirit. And that we're seeing that the Holy Spirit is a work in us doing marvelous things. This is why I'm so excited about our future with you today. Before I share that with you, there's going to be an exam, 80 questions long, all essay format. No, I'm just kidding. Somebody said, essay format? (laughs) All right, here's our vision. I want to share this with you. To know God and to make him known. Have you heard that before? To know God and to make him known. Very simple. What are we here to do? To know God and to make him known. Okay, I want you to say it with me. To know God and to make him known. That is so memorable. Repeat that with me. To know God and to make him known. That's why we're here. We want to connect with God our Father. Right? And we want to make God our Father. uh, We want to make him known to those who don't know him. I know something very true about the scriptures, and that's this, that it teaches us that Adam and Eve were deeply connected to God. And the only way they can describe that in our language is that Adam and Eve knew God. But that word knew is so powerful and so immense that it actually speaks of a bond that's greater than marriage. That's the way they knew their God. It was so powerful. It's so incredible. That our languages throughout the entire earth cannot captivate the power of the union that existed between God and Adam and Eve. Before sin, that is. Sin came into this world and destroyed that union, union, destroyed that intimacy. But praise God for the second Adam. His name is Jesus Christ. And when he came, he came to pay the price for sin so that you and I can be connected back to God, our Father. And so we believe with all our hearts that our number one responsibility is to know God. Do you understand that you have been fashioned and formed to know him? That you have been fashioned and formed by God to be loved by him and to love him back. It's an incredible reality. When we look at the scriptures that teach us about this, 
The t- scriptures teach us this. Matthew, uh, Mark 12, 30 through 31. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment and the second like, like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself, for there is no other commandment greater than these. Amen. What a powerful scripture to know and to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind. And the second is like it, to love our neighbors as ourselves. And I want to let you know that that's the mission of our life, to make God known to you, that we make, make God known to our community. And, and I'm completely convinced of this as well, that to know God, if we truly know God, then we would 100% understand that God loves us. I speak to you today about that. Do you know that you are loved by God? Do you, have you received that in your life? Not just heard it preached over and over again. Are you actually walking in the reality that you are loved by the God who created and formed you? Are you walking in the reality that God loves you no matter what you do? It's not that you don't have to be obedient. Obviously, we have to walk according to his word. But he chose to love you before you chose obedience. Do you understand that today? He loves you. You have been formed for that. God intends for you to dive into his word and hear everything that he has declared over you. And I will tell you that you, can ha- you will have no victory until you receive the love of God, your father. And until you receive the word that he's declared over you, he loves you deeply. And you need to get that. You need to let that begin to shape your mind and shape your thought and the way that you do life. We need to get that. Because the sooner we get the love of God, the sooner we get to love the people of God. But before that, we need to get that because the sooner we get the love of God, the sooner we begin to love ourselves. Do you understand that loving yourself is not a sin? Do you understand that loving God and serving God doesn't mean that you have to hate yourself? It seems like we've walked in such a complex, such a complexity here. Myself personally walked in this place where I, where I wanted to love God and I wanted to love others, but I hated myself. Completely unaware of the reality that if I don't love myself, I cannot love others. And in order for me to love myself, I have to first receive the love of God the Father. And then after I love God the Father, God the Father, love over. No such thing as loving God, but not a place where where I wanted to love God and I wanted to love others, but I hated myself. Completely unaware of the reality that if I don't love myself, I cannot love others. And in order for me to love myself, I have to first receive the love of God the Father. And then after I love God the Father, God the Father's love over me changes me. And because he loves me, now I see myself in a different perspective. Now I have the power to love others. That is the reality of the gospel. And by the way, you have to love others to be a believer. No such thing as loving God, but not loving people. No such thing. John, John says, how can you say you love God who you do not see when you... When you And how can you say you love God who you do not see, but you hate your brother? It doesn't connect. That reality does not connect. So if you're finding yourself having a hard time loving others, ask yourself, do you love yourselves? Ask yourself, have you received the love of God the Father? Is it changing the way you think about yourself? Well, you want to know God and we want to make him known. Last, we'll close with this. Matthew chapter 28 says this. Go into all the world and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey 
all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the ends of the earth. Amen. What have we been called to do? To take this incredible love that we receive from God and give it to others. To take this incredible hope that we have from God and give it to others. And how are we going to go about fulfilling this mission? How are we going to know God? And how are we going to make Him known? Next week, we're going to talk a little bit about how that happens here at The Rock. I want to tell you a little bit about how we value the presence of God. I want to talk to you about how we value the community of faith. We're going to talk about how God has a dream over you. And He's created you with a purpose. And then finally, we're going to talk about releasing you into the mission of God. Would you stand with me?